今日何曜日 It's 月曜日 Today's Monday, February 27, 2017 This is Osta Chiaki Nora Memoir Podcast Episode 116 The band is Sister The title is Lost in Lida Here we go That was a sister band from Sweden, a Swedish band. The track was Lost in Line from the album Stand Up Forward March, released last year, 2016. Let me take a real quick sip. Come by Chin Chin Chayo, but. All right. I have a Chaser beer. Chaser beer is a beer that I drink in between real beer. Real,、uh, real beer, meaning real good craft beer.、Um, typically, I have a Coors Light, but I am out of Coors Light, and the only thing I could find that I found in the fridge or that I just put in the fridge is a Corona.、Um, beers like Corona, Coors Light, you want to drink super cold because 
they're not known for the flavors, they're just like known for whatever the brand is. So when you have them super cold, um, you want them below like maybe 39, probably 38 is better, degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but unfortunately, this bottle Corona that I have, um, that I have stuck in the RTIC, but it's still lukewarm. It's probably, I would say it's probably like 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, unfortunately, I am tasting this. As I swig this, this chaser, I'm tasting this sucker. And it's that like skank smell, taste, um, it's bringing me back to the college friggin' days, man. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, I had a friggin' long-ass week last week. One of the worst weeks, or especially Friday. One of the worst Fridays of my friggin' life. Uh, but uh, since it's work-related, and I try to keep work, and my happy time, which is podcasting, separate. So, separated. So maybe I will elaborate maybe a couple years down the road, but, uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know how to say this, but, uh, this is my, my time. This is how I, it's, it's friggin' meditating podcasting because Because, I don't know. Let me take another real quick sip of this Chaser Beer Corona. It's a so freaking horrible because it's lukewarm. But uh, it's so freaking great because I could look back or it takes me back to 1991 when I was in freaking college. So I thank you, lukewarm Corona Extra. Um, so... All I have today is so, uh, the only thing that kind of kept me in, kept me from going insane in the membrane or kept me, uh, kind of glued to the world is on Saturday, uh, or Friday, Friday night, Michael texted me, Michael, Michael Butler, rock and roll geek. Uh, he's like, let's go out to eat, um, which we frequently do. Uh, on a Saturday and we just went out to eat met a bunch of band down in San Francisco and we went to he's like let's check out this place this all you could eat Korean barbecue and this is this place is in a way kind of historic because this is the place that used to be called Jubon Jubon was a Japanese style uh, uh, Korean barbecue joint uh, where we recorded our first food of the moment I don't know, probably three years back. And there was this beautiful, beautiful transvestite uh, Brazilian. He, she, I guess, right. Um, and this Juban place was, uh, when they first opened maybe like 10 years ago, she was working there, or he was working there. And as the years progressed, man, he, she started looking like this, like a diva the body started turning into a female, complete female. And, uh, so long story short, okay. Long story short in Japanese is so that place Juban was no longer there, but we figure, all right. So he's like, Oh, let's check this new place out. All you could eat. 
and uh, we had lunch, uh, and uh, we just talked about, I don't know what we talked about, just about what we're doing, what's been going on, et cetera, et cetera, ordered a, uh, we ordered this device, um, it was like, it was kind of like a tap, or a personal tap that they brought to our table, and it had three liters of um, beer, of uh, height beer, uh, Korean beer, and um, three liters is, let me see, I can't do the, uh, I don't know why the United States has this system like the gallon, the pint, the, um, and not the liters, because the rest of the world is in centimeters and in liters, etc., but a liter, let me see, a gallon is 2.2 liters, I think. But it was like 3 liters, so it was a lot of beer. Um, so we ordered that. So we had our personal tap on our table. And we, it was just like, all you could eat, chicken, pork, beef. Uh, we had all the uh, Korean condiments. We had all the kimchi and all that stuff. So it was uh, it was like fifteen ninety nine per person, all you could eat. And I think the beer... The tap special beer was uh three liters was like twenty five bucks or something like that. So yeah. So that was that was Saturday, right? So that was the only event that kinda kept me sane from this experience that I had on it's been on my mind for the past six months because I knew this day was gonna come and then Friday was the day where like the news was broken to the rest of the peeps per se so so thank you for that time thank you for your time for uh for listening to me kind of do the podcasting thing so back to the music so sister <clears throat> a band that i stumbled across and i'm just i think what i started off late last year was i was um every day for I think 12 days straight in the month of December, I was trying to play some like brand spanking new tunes that I was um, introduced to. Um, and hopefully th the whole goal was for me to discover a new band that I've never, dis that I've never even heard of or listening, listened to. And at the same time, what I wanted to do was to um, expose or share that band, my new discovery to you the girl that is sitting beside me. Um, so to keep that going, I was like, well, for the year 2017, instead of playing the whole, the Guns N' Roses, the Dawkins, the Wingers, the uh, Warrants, uh, the Loudnesses, uh, the Easy O's, uh, the White uh, Lions, the bands um, that everybody is probably fully um, aware of. I'm, not, I'm just like, well, let me, you know, there are other bands out there. There are new bands and old bands that I just just kind of flew like that. I didn't catch um, that flew under the radar, um, as they say. And I'll play them. So that was a band that I just came across maybe like two weeks ago. Sister. And it's like, yeah, kind of sleazy, man. Um, uh, Hardcore Superstar is a band that I got into uh, two years ago. And these guys, Sister, that kind of maybe it's because they're from sweden they kind of had the same ex uh, explosive kind of sounding um i don't know vibe which i kind of liked so hopefully you guys and gals enjoyed that 
track Lost in Line and maybe you'll pick up their album and uh, it makes me happy <laughs> so it makes me happy that I am getting ex exposed to these bands that I've never even um, knew that existed and uh, there's there's good stuff out there so <clears throat> let me take a real quick sip and all I'm going to do today is I'm going to play two more tracks uh, I'm going to play uh, or based on I got a recommendation and um, I got to say, what was this? I don't, was it an email? I think it was an email. And uh, he was talking about like craft beer and stuff. So we'll talk a little craft beer. We'll play another track or tune. And um, it's good meditation time for me. So let me take a real quick sip. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> oh, man, this beer is chaser beer so while i'm drinking this chaser beer and before i queue up this uh, next track maybe i should queue, okay as i am let me cue this track up but while i'm doing this let me thank a couple of people my patreons uh so uh these are the people that support this podcast uh metal Moment podcast and the japanese metal Moment show there's a couple of ways to support the show um but paypal metalwoman.com there's a paypal link um, there's like Amazon links. If you use that link to make your purchases on Amazon, I will get like percentage and that's all good in the hood. But these true Patreons, man, Patreon is a site, um, where they let people, creators like me put up like a, um, uh, a profile where people could then follow based on, um, these things, which I'm not going to go into, but so metalwoman.com forward slash member will take you to my Patreon site. I think it's on Patreon. It's www.patreon.com forward slash metal moment. It'll probably take you to the same place. But Hiroshitani Dasung, club member number one, member number two, Kurisu Heizu-san, and member number three, Uno dos tres. All right, so undo two. Undo toi. Okay, uno, dos, tres. Uh, so, I don't know. That's all I know. Each new song. All right, so, member number three, Michael Street song. All right, this one goes out to you. The Patreons, thank you for donating or supporting the show. If you are at Starbucks, <laughs> latte, if you are at a bar, you are not listening to me right now because you're checking out the chick that is sitting beside you. However, the chick that is sitting beside you is checking out the dude that is sitting across from you. So you are not going to get laid tonight. If you are on the train, Ochanomizu is your next stop. And Ochanomizu is a station in Tokyo, Japan. Right after, okay, so cities and small towns are built around the train stations, okay? And Ochanomizu happens to be the mecca of gear, like guitars, basses, everything. Okay, so if you play guitar, that is the station that you would you want to get off of Ochanomizu, and you just want to walk, and you'll see all these freaking guitars in one place. Um, forget eBay, forget Reverb. Uh, dot com, 
Chanamizu is the place where you will find the most incredible freaking guitars from vintage to brand spanking new and you'll find every single brand that you've ever imagined like like and you'll able you're able to hold the actual guitar right a lot of times buying guitars online man you're spending like two three thousand dollars on a guitar and it's all by looking at all the pictures and you're hoping that the ups man or the fedex man or the gal doesn't bring it in two pieces right but this place ochanamizu in japan man it's freaking heaven for musicians um all right if you are sitting, however, if you are sitting in front of the computer just like me or listening through your iPhone, Android device, your iPad, your not-so-sexy Apple Watch, you are at a safe place. Kanpai, chin-chin, chayo, oppai, otsukare-chan. This one's for you, Hiroshi Tanida-san, Kudisu Hiesu-san, and Michael Street-san. Oh, God. All right. All right, let me go and grab a real beer from the fridge. Uh, but before I do that, I got a, uh, let me see, Adrian Bashan, he sent me, or he, or Butler style-wise, he did not send me a track. So Adrian Bashan, he's just the one that got me into Summerlands. Uh, so what I'm doing right now is when I, when I listen to a band that I've never just listened to, I'm like, dude, I love this. I love this track. Let me go and buy the vinyl version of it and the reason why i'm doing that is like the be- in the good old days right you listen to a track and it would make you want to go and purchase the vinyl or if you're just like at a store and you're looking at these cool like uh album covers i think a lot of people when they're growing up um they looked at the iron maiden uh vinyl covers and just because of eddie or just because of the um artwork you're like i gotta have this album and that was how we discovered music so adrian uh sent me sent me maybe he sent me the entire album no he did not but summerlands is a is a band that he got me really into and um probably like a week after that um um i ordered it and I got it. Long story short, vinyl is freaking great. <laughs> All right, so he sent me another message, and he's like, "Hey Chiaki, if you like Kvetic uh, Tech, Kvetic Tech um, is a band that I I recently got into. Um, they're from uh, Nor- uh, Norway. He's like, I think you will dig Bombus from Sweden, Stay Frosty Butler style. All right. So he did not send me Bombus, but." Uh, let me play a track. Let me play a track while I grab a real freaking beer. Here we go. This track is, what is it called? Bombus. Uh, the track is Horde of Flies from the album Repeat Until Death. And this album was released last year, 2016. It's another Swedish band. So here we go. Thank you very much. Gracias, Adrian Boschan. Here we go. Bombus, Horde of Flies. <clears throat>
Alright, so that was Bombius. Uh, the track was Horde of Flies from the album Repeat Until Death, released last year, 2016. A Swedish band recommended to me by Adrian Voschan. Domarigato Adrian Voschan. I didn't like them. I don't like them. Um, so, uh, that was the best track that I was able to find from the album, and... I think a lot of the a lot of the, the reason why I didn't like them is uh, the vocals really reminded me of um, Rob Zombie for some reason. I I like I like White Zombie when he got into the uh, um I don't know the later stuff. He kind of lost me. His his vocals kind of lost me. And, I, and to me, this Bombas dude really reminds me of Rob Zombie for some reason, his vocal style, and I just could not get into it. But that being said, it's great being, um, it's because of people like Adrian Boston uh, recommending me all these new bands. I get to like, you know, I'll eventually, like not every band that he or anybody introduces to me is a hit, but out of the 10, if I could only, if I can, or... I shouldn't say if I can only, but out of the 10, if I fall in love with one or two, that's a friggin' pretty win in my, um, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, but let me just, I'm ready to open the real beer. So, so lately, um, I think I, I had this as a beer of the moment a couple, uh, weeks ago, but, uh, Alpine Beer Company, their beer windows up. It's uh, California. It's it's brewed in California, somewhere in California. A I forgot to do the research, but this beer in particular is like seven percent. Seven percent is you know it's pretty good. A lot of the beers, uh, typical beers, are um, in between three and four uh, percent. When you get into the eight percent and higher, uh, yeah, they're pretty much like double IPAs. But this one is not a double IPA at seven percent, um, and it's a typical West Coast style IPA, and. Um, I'm really loving it, so let me just pour the sucker really, real quick while my dog digs <clears throat> in the background. Alright, so, uh, this is, uh, I have this, uh, measure, um, this probe that I stick in the beer, and when it hits 42 degrees Fahrenheit, that is, for me, it's like the optimal temperature to enjoy craft beer any colder you're not you're going to miss um it's going to kill the flavor right on the other hand like uh the um the the crappier beers like Coors Light or uh, the Coronas you want to drink them as cold as possible so you don't actually taste the taste end up so you, so you end up not tasting the flavor because the flavor stinks and it sucks. So you just want the cold sucker to just go straight to your throat to give you that different satisfaction. So, But for beers like this, this Alpine, uh, a nice real tr true craft beer, I should say, you want it around 40, in between 42 and 44 is ideal where you will taste the, the nice flavor. And the reason why I am making this a short story long is because this beer by holding my probe is telling me that it's a little bit too chilled still it's at 40 so i'm trying to warm it up with my hand right now um before i drink this all right so let me just pour this sucker i'm pouring the sucker 
I love um, beerware, glassware. Uh, depending on the type of uh, beer you drink, there's different uh, glasswares that is appropriate. And a lot of it is due to, um, due to, um, for this, due to, um, you want to let the beer settle. You want to, you know, smell the aroma, right, of the beer before it actually hits your tongue, um, etc. So, I have this nice one with a tulip, so let me just pour the sucker in. <clears throat> the way I pour it in now is a lot of people just tilt it 45 degrees. They put it in slowly, but what I have found is when you open up like a uh, bottled beer, you want to kind of let the... Um, let the bubbles dissipate a little bit so you could um so you get this head right they call it the head the foam so what i do is half of the bottle i um kind of pour so i have the glass on the table and then i have the bottle about i don't know eight inches up and then i just pour it straight so it's like it's really getting the um foam right and then after it settles a little bit I, I am, or I will take the bottle down close to the lip and kind of slowly, all right, slowly finish pouring it. And as the foam or as the head, right, they call it foam, I want the foam to build up over the lip of the glassware to about 10 millimeters, 10 millimeters is about one centimeter, uh, one inch is 2.6 centimeters, so it's like less than half an inch, right, and you just kind of let it settle, and you have this nice head on top of the glass, and the beauty of it is the foam is not dripping, you know what I mean, it's right there, and it's just, it looks creamy as hell, and uh, it's really beautiful. So, yeah. All right, so let me take a nice real sip of this uh, Alpine Beer Company Windows Up. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a West Coast style IPA at 7%. You could smell, it's, it's like the, it's full of citra, the mosaic hops. And this one in particular, it really has the aroma of like the honeydew melon. And, uh, all right. Come by chin chin chayo opai. A real quick one. <clears throat> now that is real beer. And you could really taste the honeydew melon, and uh, on the on the tongue, there's this like grassiness, this grassiness aroma. And uh, this is what beer is all about. So again, let me just take another quick sip. <clears throat> I gotta say, man, podcasting, listening to great tunes, 
while drinking good beer. This is, uh, it's so therapeutical. Is that a word? Therapeutic. Uh, th therapeutic. Yeah. So again, thank you very much for, uh, thank you very much for sitting beside me. <laughs> Because the chick beside, that is sitting beside you is not looking at you tonight. And you are not going to get lucky tonight. So let me just take another real quick sip and then. Alright, so beer. Today's beer of the moment, Alpine Beer Company, windows up. So I got a, uh, I got a, uh, was, I think this came from Facebook, direct message from Earl. So Earl's, um, what did he say? What is what is Japanese craft okay what is Japanese craft beer scene like these days I visited Tokyo in 2002 and didn't see much not sure if I went to the right places though only real craft Japanese beers that I know of is Hitachi no Nest all right so Hitachi no Nest um is uh, from uh, Ibaraki uh, prefecture in Japan called Kyuchi Breweries, and Kyuchi Breweries, uh, they started off making sake back in the day, so they have a lot of sake barrels, and a lot of their beers, they ferment in the used sake barrels, so you get a lot of the sake flavor, the f fragrance in their beers naturally, um, and uh, let me see, Earl, I gotta tell you, like, Hitachi Ness is one of my, or one of my go-to beers in Japan, so let me see, let me see what else he says. He goes, I like that one. Okay, so he goes, um, only real craft beer that I know of is Hitachi no Nest. I like that one a lot, but wondering what else is out there that is interesting or good that you might know about. Cheers, R&R, Plieb. So all these people that say, um, or that have the R&R, &R, or whatever is there, the rock and roll geek listeners that have... That have been kind enough to listen to the Metal Moment podcast. So, um, RNR, believe, um, or Earl, aka RNR, believe, thank you for sending in the message. But so, um, when I go back to Japan, I go back to Japan once a year around April. And when I, every single time I go, I will look for, you know, look for all the Japanese craft beers that have been creeping up throughout the years. And the Japanese craft beer in or the market is really, uh, they've only been around since 1994. And the reason for that is up until 1994, unlike the United States, the, the Japanese government really regulated the brewing process where only, you know, the, you have the Sapporos, the Kirins, um, you have, um, Sapporo, Keating, you have the Asahi, and you have the Yebisu, right? So they're the major four, but they were the only brewers that were big enough where they were able to produce like 2,000 kiloliters per year. So basically, the way the Japanese regulated or the Japanese uh, brewing companies, these big guys regulated or monopolized, was by setting a standard saying, if you are or the government said, if you are unable to produce 
more than 200 or 2,000 kiloliters per year, you can't brew beer. But what happened in 1994 is they changed that law saying that you can, if you can brew instead of 2,000, now they are going to bring down the limit to 60 kiloliters per year. So once they deregulated that from 2,000 kiloliters to 60 kiloliters per year, well, that's when a lot of these little mom and pop style small brew houses were able to actually brew beer and sell beer for consumption. So 1994 was the year where these craft beer uh breweries were able to actually come out from their woodworks and say hey check out my beer and japan is um japan until then all the big four they were predominantly just um they're producing lagers okay so lagers yeah the flavor is really not there but you serve lagers super cool cold like almost frozen cold and because of the climate in japan it's really humid and it's really hot what they were going for and what the japanese enjoyed was when they were drinking beer they're like man i want the coldest liquid to just flow through my throat so it wasn't about the flavor on your tongue it was more about that cold beer that cold liquid just going straight down your throat and just like it was like a sexual um, experience, right? I mean, how good that would taste. A cold, nice brewski just hitting your throat, going through your body on a nice, hot, sticky, humid day in freaking Japan. And that's that was what beer was to the Japanese. But since 1994, with all these... Uh, craft beer companies people are slowly starting to enjoy beer and instead of like guzzling it it's you know these craft beers man they're heavier as far as the alcohol percentage goes and they're sippers and every sip the flavor really starts to like stick on your tongue your your palate they as, as they say and people started really enjoying the aroma, the flavor um, of it. So going back to Earl, the rock and roll R&R, believe. How's the Japanese uh, craft beer scene? There is a crap load of them coming out. And um, again, every year I go back, I'll try to try as much as possible. I have yet to find, since I am so, um, like... I go to this local, I go to my local joint. I live in Pacifica, California, which is about 12 miles south of San Francisco. And there was this uh, tap house called uh, Devil Slide Tap House. And they get the best of the local um, kegs, right, from the local breweries. And every, every, I go there about two to, I don't know, one to two times a week. And every single time I go there, they have different kegs. And I am just, I don't know. I get the best of what California has. And since my my palate is so accustomed to the California IPAs because I'm like I've been stuck on the IPAs for the last two years and I can't get enough of it that um 
I don't know. I think my palate like is so accustomed and is in love with the California style IPAs. I still have a hard time finding a real good one in Japan, except for like I said, the Hitachi no Nest Red Rice Ale by Kyuchi Brewery. That I I think the Red Rice Ale is the most um, flavorful beer in the freaking world. So, aside from the Hitachi no Nest Red Rice Ale, um, I don't know. Like I said. I'll continue to drink more when I go to Japan. If I find a new one, I, I'll try it. But I just haven't come across, across it. Like a lot of the stouts in Japan, they're a little bit too light. The viscosity seems a little too low or it's a little liquidy compared to a lot of the stouts here in California. It's a little thicker. There's more deepness to the flavor. Um, one way to, one way to kind of describe a lot of the, uh, black or darker beers in Japan, it, to me, it's kind of like soy saucy for some reason. And, um, uh, again, I don't really, I'm not really good at explaining, um, or translating what my tongue is experiencing when it sends it to my, to my brain, but it just tastes kind of soy saucy. A lot of the beers, they're, even though they're IPAs, they're still kind of light where it doesn't sit on your tongue. It kind of like sits on the surface of your tongue and you really can't experience the flavor. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's just different. It's a different style. And the Japanese craft beers, man, I, they are trying to use what they find locally depending on where it's found, right? Um, so certain prefectures, prefectures in Japan, uh, yuzu. Okay. Yuzu is like a Japanese lime. It's it's very small. And uh, they use that a little bit. Instead of, I think, in California, a lot of places will use, uh, let's see, citrus-wise. Um, Track 7. Track 7 is a brewery in Sacramento. And one of the, the favorites that I have, it's called uh, blo um, Blood Transfusion. And that IPA, the reason why it's called Blood Transfusion, or the reason why they call it blood transfusion is because they use blood oranges so if you go to a market blood orange you cut it in half and it's literally like red inside so the color of the beer is really red and it's the beer itself is really citrusy it's an ipa but it's it and it has that the sweet spot it has that sweetness um let me see as an ex um, let me look at my Instagram. So Instagram on Metal Moment, um, I've been putting up all the beers that I've been drinking lately. There's another one. Um, let me see. Citrus. Okay, this one. This is one that I drank last week. It's from Altamont uh, Beer Works. Um, grapefruit Hella Hoppy Double IPA, nine percent. All right, so this one's nine percent. So it's it's pretty thick. But again, it's grapefruit based. It's hoppy as hell, but it doesn't leave that bitterness that you would expect from um, the grapefruit. You you still you can smell it, you could taste it, but it's still sweet, right? Well, when you get into a lot of the double IPAs, anything over like eight point five percent, you're definitely going to have that um, sweetness. The maltiness, um, super malty, super hoppy, but um, it, it 
But yet, since it's citrusy, like the grapefruit, it doesn't, it really cuts through. You know, I mean, the flavor cuts through and it cuts through the flavor, the taste. It just doesn't sit like, it's sweet, but it doesn't sit on on your tongue, if that makes any sense. Um, <clears throat> like this windows up the honeydew melon sweetness but this grass aroma just cuts through so it prevents it from like sitting on your tongue um and it's so freaking refreshing all right <laughs> so earl Thank you for the, uh, was this a DM on, uh, Facebook? I think so. Uh, maybe if, if I'm wrong, maybe it was an email, but enough of me. I'm going to play one more track and then I'm going to call it, um, I'm going to call it, I'm, I'm going to call it a, a day, an episode, an episode of, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I just needed this therapeutic talk with the girl, hopefully a girl that is sitting beside me. Me podcasting, drinking beer, uh, talking with you, Adrian Bashan Domo Arigato, Earl, also known as the Rock and Roll Plebe Domo Arigato, and um, so if you'd like to send an email or a, let's start with this, <sighs> metalmoment.com is where I live, Twitter is twitter.com forward slash metal moment, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash metal moment, Instagram, where I take pictures of Beer of the Moment. By the way, www.beerofthemoment.com will, will, will take you where I live. Um, I was once thinking about starting a, um, another podcast just talking about beer. I, I would still love to do it, but I just don't know how to configure it in a way where it's, where it's fun. Just because I really don't know a lot about beer. I love it. Um, I love, I, I love different types of beer. I drink a lot of beer, but I'm, I'm just not, um, a lot of people know a lot, man, about beer, how it's fermented, how complex this whole process is. And I'm just not into the whole process. I'm just into enjoying the beer. So I was just not sure if, if I should be starting a beer a podcast, but that's something I have in the back of my head. So Instagram.com forward slash metal moment, uh, all the beer that I drink, uh, etc. etc. Vinyl, guitars, uh, it's all on there. Email is metalmoment at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a voice message, you could call one seven oh seven seventy eight metal. That's one seven oh seven seven eight six three eight two five baby and let your sexy ass voice be heard. Alright. So Enough of me, this track right here, a band that I just stumbled onto a couple weeks ago, and I actually ordered the vinyl, which arrived yesterday, it's like a limited edition, it said number 69 out of 300, and I am freaking loving it, um, and again, I cannot pronounce the names of these bands that I am discovering lately, this one is Melechesh. Let me just spell it out. It's M-E-L-E-C-H-E-S-H. And the track is Multiple Truths. The album is 
Inki, E-N-K-I. And this was released in 2015. It's, um, I did not know this until I got the album. So I stumbled across this track, Multiple Truths. And sticking to what I have um, explained, like I was like, I like this song. I'm going to buy the vinyl. I ordered the vinyl. I'm opening it up. Um, I have yet to open it up. I'm going to open it up, go through the whole process of reading, learning about the band. And they are uh, an Armenian black metal band. I'm not into black metal, but I guess this is Armenian black metal. And I will soon discover how the other tracks are. And uh, hopefully it turns out to be a good album. If not, hey, I got another vinyl in my collection. And when I was starting to re uh, repurchase vinyl, I mean, I was like, well, I am going to go back into uh, what what I grew up listening to, and I am going to purchase a vinyl, right? Like I was like, maybe that's one way to to approach this um, collecting vinyl again, because you got to start somewhere, right? So I started doing that a little bit of that, and the way I started doing that was I was like, all right, I'm going to get the Japanese print press with the obis so the original first press all japanese with the obis is a ribbon that you see on the side for the japanese ones and i was just like okay i'm going to start with the um, dock in i'm going to then go to aussie and i started doing that a little bit but and then i got the vinyl i already know what the album is so it was kind of just like old memories like i used to have this album and i don't have it anymore so now i have a nice clean original copy of it and it was exciting but at the same time it wasn't that exciting because there was nothing to discover because i i already own these pieces so and then as i was discovering these new bands through the help of you guys uh you gals and myself me myself and i i was like well let me do this if i come across a band that i've never listened to or heard of and i like a track let me just go ahead and look for the vinyl and order the vinyl so when I get the vinyl, I'm going through the whole experience, okay? I love the cover, all right? Looking over the sleeves, putting the vinyl on the record turntable and experiencing the album for the first time. And you know what? Maybe the album is going to suck, but maybe it's going to be really good. But it's one of those things, man. And, and that is what I personally miss from back in the days when we didn't have all this, the internet and everything, right? You get, you like a song, you buy the album. You go to a store, you look at the album cover, you're like, man, this album cover is freaking sexy as hell. Like Cinderella, Night Songs. I bought that album just because those freaking men look so freaking beautiful. I was like, I got to get this. I know this one song, Shake Me. And it turned out the whole album was freaking fantastic. And it was such a freaking moment that I will never forget. And that is the moment that I'm trying to discover again after all these years. So, <clears throat> I hope you like this band because for some reason, an Armenian black metal band caught my attention, not knowing that they were in a uh, Armenian black metal band. All right. So, I can't, again, let me shut myself up. The band is Melachesh 
M-E-E-L-E-C-H-E-S-H. And the track is Multiple Truths from the album Enki, E-N-K-I. We'll do it again next time. Let me take a last sip. <clears throat> Windows up, y'all. Alpine Beer Company. A lovely, lovely fucking freaking beer. All right. We'll do it again next time. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Here we go. Merchesh, multiple truths from the album Enki. Here we go. Thank <laughs> you.